Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of I Think I'm Human 2. Aaron is with us today. Hey. Hey, besties. Yeah. Um, random, but Aaron was here hanging out and I was like, wait, come on the pod this week. I mean... Why the heck not? Let's Let just surprise. Y'all. Yeah, man. Focus on the mic. Focus on me. We literally just had this conversation. I know and we Aaron's did, like, but hey, everybody. I'm just so excited. Who do I look at? Do I look at them? Do I look at you? You can look at me. You can look at the camera, whatever oh, you want. Perfect. But again, I'm so excited. Focus on your microphone. What's new with you? Okay. Not much, man. We're yeah. at the home stretch of senior year of college. I know. So that's really exciting. Um, got some big things in the works behind the scenes. I hope y'all love new clothes. I know you kind of did like a little mic drop a on little, Instagram. Yeah. Aaron is, has been working on a project and, um, he posted on, on his own Instagram and I'm the big sister. That's like, go Kylie, go. Not only that, but like, <laughs> they'll be like at the edge of the dock. Like, do I jump? They'll like put their little toes in. They like dip their little fingers in. And I'm like, go motherfucker. <laughs> and I shove them. So Aaron like posted on his no. own personal Instagram. <laughs> I reshared it to my 220,000 fucking followers. How many followers did you get from it on your? I Probably like a hundred or so, which was like a good, you know, dip in the water type of thing. But it just really echoes when we were kids and you would actually push us into the water. And, oh, dead like, serious. This episode of I Think I'm Human 2 is sponsored by BetterHelp. I am so excited that they were able to give you guys a code. I am the biggest advocate for therapy because if you guys have followed me and listened to me for quite some time, you know that I have said everybody needs therapy. It's not just people who've gone through horrible life experiences and trauma, traumatic experience by any means. If you've ever had a vision in your head or a goal or something you want to do and your own brain gets in the way of that... That's something you could go to therapy for. They're trained professionals. They'll sit you down. They'll talk to you about what you want to what you want to accomplish, what you want to change, where you want to be, and they'll give you the stepping stones. They provide you the tools of how to become the person that you have in your own head and get your brain. It'll get your brain out of your own way. I absolutely love BetterHelp. Again, I don't think it's for people that are just going through traumatic experiences in this lifetime. I think every single person can benefit from therapy. And not only that, BetterHelp's an online service, so you don't have to go in somewhere. You can do it from the comfort of your own home. You log in, you fill out a questionnaire, they'll match you with the therapist. And then if you don't like that therapist or you're not vibing well, you can try another one for free of charge. You can find until the right one fits for you. So I absolutely love that. And they did give us a code. You are going to go to betterhelp.com slash human two today, and you'll get 10% off of your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash human two make your brain your friend you guys and you can do that by trying out better help so i'm like glad I'm it hasn't gone away i'm not doing it to hurt you get the fuck out my way but like if the water was dangerous water i would 
pull you the opposite direction. Thanks. So just know Such that I do it with the best intentions. Oh, love you so much. I love you so much. So I last week I talked about um, like Botox fillers and cosmetic surgeries and stuff. And I have a bunch of questions to go over with you guys. But I wanted, since I have you, and this is literally so last minute, like I'm not even exaggerating. Like two minutes ago, I was like, so do you want to go? Hey, what you doing? Do you want to come on? Yeah. Come on. Let's talk about life. What's new with you? What? Yeah. Um, you Let's got college. I'm almost done with college. What's your um, plan after that? Do you have any hopes and aspirations that you're working towards? So my degree is going to be in public relations. Closer to your face. Oh, I'm so sorry. Can y'all hear me? My degree is going to be in public relations. Okay. Um, so I'm really hoping to take that wherever it would go. I would love to kind of do that in the digital social media space, do it in the fashion space. I don't really know. There's a lot of different avenues that the industry allows for. It's just kind of the trickiest part is kind of getting into it in the beginning um so we'll see where that kind of pans itself out I do have a lot of aspirations on where I want to go very soon um so it's just kind of a wait and see once I get closer to my graduation date and go from there but yeah those are the two kind of industries I want to if you could pick the perfect job when you're done do you have an idea of like what it would be Okay, so here's the hard part with it. When, like, everything in the classroom setting, it's, like, you could be, like, I don't know how to properly describe it, but there's just, like, a million different things to a million different topics in a million different corners of the industry. And, like, it's just really hard to, like, nitpick or, like, nitpick, I mean, of, like, which corner I want to do. But a perfect job for me would definitely just be something that's, like, on the go, on the move. I like working with different projects, different assignments. If it's in the brand space and social media, working with different brands would be really fun. So you want to be on the brand side? I think so. And to me, that kind of indicates or mimics like an agency, if you will. Okay. Because in, you know, in the education space or my, like if they were just like, it's corporate or it's agency and corporate has these benefits and agencies have these benefits. And I think just for like the full service of like, how much I want to work on and like what I want to be exposed to early on in my career would the benefit of that comes with an agency. And I think so, you could fit in an agency cause then you would get the brand side and the creator side, depending on what type. Exactly. And I want to kind of stay within the creator world, um, and kind of see where that brings me. I think it'd be really cool to kind of work on both ends of what creators have to offer and how to properly, network them on on their behalf to different spaces and different brands or media platforms or what have you yeah and kind of see where that all ends up what made you choose that path I kind of just fell into it um I think what did you go for originally sorry I know I just cut you off but what was was a nursing I Could forgot. you imagine? No. I watched Grey's Anatomy <laughs> right before I declared my major freshman year. <laughs> That's the most fucking Gen Z thing I've ever heard in my life. I was, like, I was watching Grey's Anatomy <laughs> and I, I was decided. like, give me a motherfucking scalpel right now. And then we were talking about cells and mitochondrias and my dusty professor at the time really encouraged me um, by the lack of their performance to go a separate route. Damn, I forgot all about that. That was like day one college, yeah, though. Yeah. Because you've switched a couple times. Yes, it went from nursing to psychology to who the fuck knows. No freaking clue. advertising. Shout out to no freaking clue. Hey, Adam. Um, 
Okay, so that's a very normal thing. I think a lot of kids go into college thinking, some kids do. They're like, no, I know 110% I'm going to be a lawyer. Like, I'm following all the way through. But your journey was kind of more common in my eyes mm-hmm. of, like, changing majors. Obviously, it costs more time and money. And you've been in college a little bit longer than, quote, unquote, the original. The average student, yes, but... My degree process has been the same. Yeah, I just I took some time off during COVID, and that's why I'm kind of right. midterm. Yeah, I forgot you were just in, for yeah, got out there. You were in that random COVID stage too, um, which I do want to say, like, if you're out there and you're listening to this, and you're like at that level of life of just not knowing what you want to do, whether it be a college degree or a job in general, I think it's very important to know that th- that's an okay life experience to have, mm-hmm. and it's a very common and normal. I don't think at 18 when they ship you off to school and they're like, figure out what you want to be. Like, I still don't even know at 26, almost 27 years old. So I'm proud of you for continuing on and not just sticking to one path because it's just what you thought it was supposed to be. I think um, at that age, I've talked many times about it. It's a very pivotal stage in your life where some people are going off and joining the military. Some people are becoming stay at home moms. Some people are going to law school. Um, Some people are dropping out and doing drugs. Like there's so many different paths at that time in your life of, I have been seeing seed symbiotic DS01 everywhere. And I figured it was time to try it out because you guys know I love anything and everything gut health. Gut health does not just affect your digestive system. I don't understand. I don't think people understand how much it affects like your overall health and not only that, but like your skin, your readiness for the day. I just love when my gut is in line, I'm in line. When I'm in line, life is in line. So Seed is sharing a code with Human 2 listeners, and I'm super excited for you guys to try them out. You are going to get 25% off to see if you like them just as much as I do. Trust your gut with Seed's DS01 daily symbiotic go to seed.com slash human two that's all one word and use code 25 human two to get 25 percent off your first month so that's two five human two all one word that's 25 percent off your first month of seeds ds01 daily symbiotic at seed.com slash human two with code 25 human two change and I think it's very important. It's so scary when they're like, just pick a path, like figure out what you want to do. And it's like, I'm proud of you for going to college. I'm proud mm-hmm. of you for sticking through college. But not only that, but trusting yourself and saying, you know what, like what I originally chose is not for me. A lot of kids don't do that. And they're like, well, my mom said I have to go to nursing school or my mom said I have to go be a publicist or my dad said I have to be a cop. Like you've had your own journey and I'm very proud of you for sticking through it, especially Thank staying you. longer term. Like that's hard. And you're like, now I know, maybe you can speak a little bit about this. Sorry, I'm kind of throwing you into the water here. But like, you're at that stage now where now you're almost 23. Most people in your age group are either done with school or looking at career, like full-time careers. Mm-hmm. Where is your mental state now, like still being in school, having a boyfriend that's outside of school, like in his profession, your friends are kind of getting into their profession, but you're kind of in that treading water phase of still being in school. How do you feel like... How do you handle that? It's I first thought of it as like a definitely like a weird limbo to be in. Um, kind of like while everyone's moving past you, you're kind of like stuck almost behind. If that was my initial thought process, and I really tried to reframe it early on, it was just like another you know x amount of time of structure. It's another five months, however long the semesters are of um, routine, or I don't know, just like 
trying to rephrase it in a way that didn't make me feel like life was passing me by. It was like my peers and friends were kind of still moving forward. Um, and kind of as time has gone on, I've kind of grown thankful for it in the sense that like it really has become a better, a new routine for me. It's allowed me a lot more time to kind of try different things out, test out what I like, kind of really hone in on what I want to do to an extent. Um, I think that just not knowing what was coming next was kind of a benefit of the doubt kind of thing. And that also knowing that like nothing sticks or has to stick to your point about like majors and always switching them. Like even if, you know, you decide advertising is it, but like once I'm in the career setting, maybe it's like, damn, like, yeah, I don't want to do this. And thank God, like my degree will be broad enough that I could be like, I can go write for a magazine or I can go do this. Not saying I need to stay within the limits of the my degree specifically, but I will have to say that this extra time has really allowed for me to kind of take a better look at what I want and then honestly be more intentional with like what I want to put my time into outside of school, be like really intentional on learning this side of the industry, learning this side about some sort of design work or put more time into clothing brand or just really dedicated into different facets rather than be like oh shit everyone's in their jobs right now like what am I gonna do something as a sister and just not even as a sister but as somebody watching from the outside but I'm very close I'm not technically on the outside but like a first row seat to your life I am a big advocate for and obviously like if you've listened to this podcast for quite some time I'm an advocate for doing what's absolutely best for yourself. And when you took that time and call it and your early stage, when COVID first hit, that was your first year at school, right? Yeah, I was a freshman and we got kicked out early March. Yeah. So, and you took the time, you came home. And this is when we were all living together at the time, Mm -hmm. which side note, that was like the best times (laughs) of our life. It was the best time of my life, in my opinion. Um, One of the coolest memories I have. But you had a really hard decision where you were like, I need a mental break. Like I need yeah. to one, the world was at fucking shit. It was wild. You had just started to experience your own life and then got uprooted. Um, you were going through your own life changes at that time. And I think it's, it's a really big and monumental moment for you to take a step back and have that conversation with mom and dad and say like, you know what? Like I really just need my anxiety is getting the best. Of me. Did you even know you had anxiety at that point? Not to the degree. And I, that, I recognized, I think, in the future. And I think, too, just, like, with the state of the world and just my life specifically at that time, it was just kind of like, oh, like, this is just, like, a normal feeling because I, in that time of COVID, transferred colleges. And so that was just another, like, disarray aspect that came yeah. in. It was just kind of, like, turn left and right. And that's when I took the break off of schools after my first semester at the U of M. And... During that time, there was a lot of other, like, background stuff in life happening with an apartment and, like, chaos in life. And just, like, that is when I think really, like, anxiety kind of kicked in because it was, like, well, shit, like, I'm here alone. Everything's in shambles. Everything's in shambles. All my friends are up north. Like, I don't have any here. Like, everything in that setting in that time was a mess and then it was moving back home properly yeah. and I was like oh my and god you, you also went back from you got f- 
quote unquote free. And I say free, like you weren't a prisoner at mom and dad's, but like when you get into your dorm room and you're free, right? You're like, like that door shuts and you're like, first you're scared, but then you're like, Ooh, <laughs> I can get used to that. Wait. This is all that you do right here. <laughs> Where did those people this go? Nice. No one's knocking at my door now. But you went from, you went from freedom and then you came home. And again, I mean that in a very light term. Then you came home. Me and Raphael were living there. Our younger brother was still living there. Uh, mom and dad, COVID was shut down. Everyone was there. So then you like, you go, you go from like two completely opposite extremes. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah. And then you went into, then you got another dorm and then shit went shit there. <laughs> it was just, oh my God, that was so funny. They, sorry. I know it was a lot of back and forth. But yeah. yeah. He had like a leak or some shit and it like oh molded my. his entire apartment. Yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> On top of like some very challenging roommates um oh God, and then past that, that they subletted to an even worse roommate like a stranger a stranger who just like scared old people in like department stores and retail stores on the internet like, yeah, like literally news. like old old people and like would break and he thought it was hilarious i was just like moving myself out one day and he's like showing me these videos and i'm like huh He's yeah. like, I'm like, can I go in my room after like they cleaned up all like the mold and everything like that? And they were still trying to get me to like pay for it. And I went in there. He's like, oh yeah, like my brother's been sleeping in there. And I'm like, Ew. I just threw everything away. In your bed? I didn't know yeah. that part. I was like, oh my God. So to the point of just like life was chaotic. The freedom I once had and like to an extent there was their freedom as like a freshman in college. It's the vision but, like, almost. Yeah. The vision of like my normal college experience. Why did I watch everybody else go through this normal experience and now I'm in this one? You and know? then like to like the inverse of that was like going back home and it's like just the world. There was like yeah. a plethora of new restrictions and it's like, well, having that on your shoulders on top of going back into like the constraints of whatever your upbringing environment looks like. Cause there's good and bad on all sides of it, but sometimes people value the negatives more which is unfortunate but and I think in that time and where I was it was just kind of like damn like the world shut down so there goes my freedom outside of yeah like this four walls and now it's whatever but I'm back with the fan at least I got y'all in that process I will say it was awkward obviously because we also got to think of like let's look at the family as a whole especially as a college kid what you were going through like Mom and dad were working. Obviously, that's completely normal. Raphael was in a complete career. Like, he was so, like, mature and moved on. And, like, he's a full adult in the house. Then your sister's um, planning a wedding. Like, things, life changes are happening. And then our younger brother's, like... Just, he's finishing up his high school experience. Yeah, so, like, like everyone in the house was at different levels. Yeah. So, you had nobody to relate to um in that stage of my life just got uprooted I'm Mm -hmm. in college like nobody was really there for you in the sense of um just understanding so I don't know I think that's something that I I did want to say again like I'm very proud of you because I'm I'm a huge advocate for taking time off Mm -hmm. for sure especially if you're realizing it's for a mental health and like at at your age a lot of kids don't know that like mental health is really a thing they're kind of like figuring it out um, have you ever been diagnosed with anything? Like, sorry, you don't have to answer nothing, that. No, uh, nothing, um, on the Wait, books. Do you think you have something like anxiety oh, for or anything? Sure. You think you have anxiety? For sure. Yeah. Um, I can't really recall exactly when it probably persisted yeah. or started. But, but see, exactly. Like at your age now, you're still like, do I know a hundred percent if I have it? No, but I can say pretty much I know yeah. I've got anxiety, but think at that age, like you're like, 
you just think fucking life sucks. And then you're just like, damn, this all sucks. And Woe is me kind of yeah, thing. And you but, don't, but I'm proud of you for taking a step back and being like, you know what? Something's wrong. Because I remember you going through a lot of like kind of panic attacks mm-hmm. and almost like a depressive state of oh. like he would. And Aaron is not like that. Like Aaron is what? How, what time do you get up every morning now? Like six? Well, I mean, the past week has been difficult, but yeah, I'm typically a six to seven a.m. He's type a of very routine person. Like since the day he came out the womb, he was bossing people around about like, not bossing people around in the sense of like you do this, but he's like, I do this, <laughs> I do this. Like you I can would either be... <laughs> you either with me or what? Like I was pressed when people wouldn't load the dishwasher the most effi- efficiently. Or yes. how efficient, whatever the word is. but You like, might have a touch how, of OCD in you. Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe like a, a touch of OCD <laughs> in you. But um, no, so like at that age, you were, you were um, or in that time frame of your life, he was like mm-hmm. sleeping in. He had blackout curtains. He would literally sleep in like pretty much all day. He wouldn't want to leave his room. He would just eat and drink. And then that was it. Mm-hmm. So it's very, it's very, um strong of you to take that break and to figure out what the fuck's going on and then get refocused and get back into it. And I think that's my biggest point of this is you got back into it. A lot of people go in myself included of, I'm going to take the time off and you find other avenues. And if that avenue is important to you and like, obviously like me, I didn't finish. Um, and like my path has been the path that it's supposed to be, but I think you were supposed to go back and finish. I think it's, um, very important that you did it and I'm proud of you for continuing. Um, and then continuing on your self growth too, especially at your age. And I wanted to tie this back in of you're kind of in that limbo period of seeing other people around you, but I think you've put in the work for yourself. So I really think you're actually further than a lot of kids your age. Mm -hmm. Um, or even the kids that are studying in your house still or whatever the house, what, or like in a career, I think you've put in the, the self work that a lot of kids your age don't do. So I'm serious. No, I'm being thank very you, serious. Bessie. I love hearing that. I just, I'm proud. I'm so excited good. for you. I think you're going to look back in your, in the future, you're going to look back and be very proud of the work that you put in and the dedication and just the self-help. Um, because you'd rather do that now. And I think anyone listening, if you're a younger student or if you're a younger person at any age, doesn't even matter if you're 40, like you're only getting older, right? I would rather put in the work now and look back in five years and be like, I'm so thankful I put in the work when I realized I needed to put work in, Mm -hmm. um, whatever age that may be, but you were ahead of the curve. So I don't want you to get down about yourself and look around at your peers and say like, holy shit. I would have to say to that point, just for anyone who's like, just, you know, debating on like maybe taking time off or just like needing some extra like time for themselves to work on themselves. None of this, like in my process, at least like was linear, like. I wasn't starting this, like, regrowth mindset, like, during, like, down in the dumps of, like, back right. in COVID. This was, like, definitely the past few months that that the efforts have been really kind of seen some sort of productive outcome. Um, so just saying that, like, there's no proper time. It doesn't feel right normally. Just kind of, like, as you kind of see it, you kind of have to do it or kind of feel it, you know, they're always told by like doctors or just kind of keep an eye on yourself or, you know, take it slow, take it easy. But I think those are just kind of like, in a way, like signs just kind of of reiterating, just like really be thoughtful about yourself, take care of yourself and just like know yourself and your signs, you know, like even if it is as simple as like eating and drinking water or something like that, you've noticed like uh, you're doing more or less, like pay attention to those things. It might not be like in a, you know, really 
be something really deep and internal or anything yeah. like that. But sometimes those are uh, preliminary causes to something that might be overarching depending on like how the rest of your life is going. So just trying to be mindful, I think, is really important and something that's kind of often lost in like the chaos of life. Hello. I know I have shared magnesium breakthrough with you guys before, but I truly mean it when I say it is one of the best things that I can take for myself every single night. I keep them on my nightside table. I take two of them every single night because one of the hardest parts for me is not only falling asleep, but getting good sleep, staying asleep, and then just waking up the next morning, just feeling so cruddy already, just starting your day is not fun. So when I found Magnesium Breakthrough, it has not only, most magnesium supplements have one to two forms of magnesium in it, but Magnesium Breakthrough has all seven, which is absolutely phenomenal and probably the reason why I love it and why it works so well. Every morning when I wake up, I feel well rested. My brain feels less foggy. I'm ready to start the day and I just feel good about the night before and the sleep that I got the night before. It helps me fall asleep, stay asleep, get good sleep. And I just love waking up feeling well rested. I think you guys should really try them out. They did give Human 2 listeners a code for you. So I'm going to get the code. You are going to go to magbreakthrough.com slash human2. That's magbreakthrough.com slash human2. And your code is human2, all one word. Happy sleeping. That's another thing that I want to touch on is you are extremely... Just like what you said, like you didn't wake up one day and you're like, I'm going to get mentally right. Like fix me now. Yeah, You are very intentional with what you put in your body, where you spend your time, where you give your energy, where you put your boundaries. Like you truly are like an inspiration and something, somebody that I really look up to when it comes to focusing on, and it's not even that you do it necessarily for yourself in that manner of like, I mean, obviously a lot of it is like, okay, I need to care about my own mental health and like my own health and well-being, but you also do it because you want to show up and be the best person for Mm -hmm. your close circle, which I really, that's like something you and I have in common, but normally I go opposite of like, I drain myself for my circle and you're like, I need to be my best for the circle to grow. Like, in that way it's kind of funny because I feel like to that point like that's how I kind of started learning how to do it is like showing up for other people in the best way I would always say that you will kind of always like reiterate to like celebrate our successes kind of always be the number one supporter always show up for people you know it's like my quick emergency contact happens to be you and to those points like there's so many good things but to say about you but that being said like showing up in like the proper way was something I kind of learned from you and I think our dad too of just kind of like of how you want to be presenting to the world kind of reflects yourself in a way that's kind of how I've taken it on and kind of learned from you and like just always like through experiences being able to rely on like you as my sister as my friend and being able to like share our circle of friends and family and be able to do that with you and how that has like supported my growth is yeah kind of like a fun little little paradox I got going on that is for sure what your strongest suit is you always show up every single time and not only that you show up with a smile on your face you and Eli both like you guys show up with a smile on your face it could be like shit's going on you guys could be fighting like he could have just lost his job like you just lost a room like whatever the like I'm just throwing mm-hmm. out random ass ideas but you guys always show up and you put your personal life on the back burner to smile and be present and I just love that about you guys and that's hmm. it is kind of funny so Aaron and his boyfriend are literally our friend group. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's me, Raphael, our cousin Eric, um, Savannah, Haley, her husband, and then me, 
or you and Eli. And I find it so funny because a lot of times siblings don't get along and they don't want to interfere like friends and siblings or family or whatever. And it's, or even like our cousin, like I just, I see him as a friend over family and like same with oh, you. I'm like, I'm like, oh yeah, he's my brother. But like when we're all out and about, I'm like, oh yeah, Aaron, like he's Aaron, <laughs> like he's an adult, like he's a real person. He's a human being with his own thoughts, opinions, like, and you just, you continuously just live. I don't know. Just, you're just like mm-hmm. a normal person to me. I don't see you as like my little brother. Like, I think that's just kind of like the benefit of being able to like grow up like w- alongside one another. Yeah. I think, I think I have the same thoughts. I'm like, like, yes, you're my sister. And like, I look up to you, but I'm like, that's just like my best friend, Catherine, or like our that's cousin, Eric. Right. Like, and we're all like very like touchy. We're like, Oh, like, what are you doing? Today? Right. And like stuff like that. But it just is really fun that we're all able to kind of really just show up in the way we want to be like, amicable and just excited to see each other and just funny and never have anything like stick to us it all just rolls off our back and I don't know it's just such a crazy thing to be like that siblings don't get along too like first of all right well I get I guess I get it because the older I've caught in the more I've kind of real and I I'm not even fucking kidding you when I tell you like I think it's just how the stars fucking align like I'm not gonna get along with the Libra over here you to know the I, Scorpio. Is that what you, you know mean? Or like, yes, like oh, okay. I, I tried so hard to just kind of like chalk it up to some people. I just, just genuinely will not like in this lifetime. And I know that sounds really, really fucked up, but I'm like, not just now that I won't like, but like personalities just won't necessarily mm. combine and mesh as well as other ones do. I'm not exaggerating when I tell you every single girl that I meet and I'm like, I'm obsessed with her. She's a Leo. I'm not joking. And dad was a Leo. I'm not kidding, Aaron. Like, I'm literally not exaggerating. You guys are going to be like, this bitch is crazy. Stop reading your astrology books. I don't read astrology books. But if I did, I know a touch of crazy over here. It's fine. Okay. I need to be mentally diagnosed you as well. You know what to get you for your birthday. But I'm being, I'm being very serious. my full I wonder, circle chart. <laughs> I really wonder if, like, sometimes siblings, because, like, look at, like, the siblings that don't get along. Do some, some, do some research. I'm not joking with you. You know, I'll look at some signs. I'll look at their stars. Um, I think there's just, like, different ways to explain it. I do think to maybe, like, your point has some validity. I do think some people... I just chalk it up to the stars. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know, man. I don't want to do any more internal I think some bitches are just stubborn as fuck. (laughs) Me? Literally me as I'm sitting here saying, it's the stars. (laughs) I'm just stubborn in the fact that I think it's the stars. Anyways. No, I just, I really do. I love that you and I have always been like that. And, like... I think it's funny because when we were kids growing up, a lot of people thought that you were following my footsteps. And I think it's so funny because you (sighs) and I talk about this all the time of like, I don't think you're following my footsteps at all in personality, not in like in real life decisions. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people are like, oh, well, Aaron's like following what your lead is. And I'm sitting here like, Nine times out of She's ten, following the, me. I was like, this bitch is the mastermind. Like, just because I got the keys and I could drive uh, the car doesn't mean he's we were, telling me where to go. We would be kids. I'd be like, can you drive? We're going to Goodwill. Like, come on. Like, well, I, I, I will kidding. say, I did, I did force them to go shopping with me because I hated okay. going to the mall alone. But no, I just, I think you, you and I have always had very similar mindsets and alignments in. And interests. Like, yes. I don't ever want to feel like we were at wrong for that by anyone in like life or just like if you have a similar interests or whatever, like I always chalked it up to like, I wasn't following every single step or like you've laid out or everything like that. Thank it was God, just like, be 10 years I would be a mess in the nicest way. Like, <laughs> so if, I would be a mess. could you imagine if both of us were like where we were? Like, 
I used to <laughs> at the same time in your 20s. So, I used to want so badly for you to be 21 when I was 21. And now I look back. And then when he hit 21, I was at that stage of like, I was with Raphael. You couldn't hang. I could not hang anymore. <laughs> then I'm sitting here like, I don't think you and I would have been live. If we were like, we would be in jail no. somewhere. We would be in the ditch. I'm just kidding. We wouldn't actually, we weren't that bad. But like, I definitely I, feel like we would have been not where we are today. No. And I, you know, that's a, that's a different timeline for That's a story for, for another day. Yeah. Um, no, I, to the point of just saying that. Um, we're talking about siblings and friendships and stuff. Yeah. Um, for us, at least, I've always like, or even like your best friends or, you know, close people in your circle I always think that it's like you're not like following each other's path like you know you get a new friendship or a new person in your life and you can't stop hanging out with them or something like that and people always will be like oh you're you favor them or you're on their side in a situation I don't know if that's like what kind of opinions are genuinely the same yeah so it's like to the point of like your opinions are the same or you share similar interests or like you know some things just coincide like I don't think that's ever like should be discouraged yeah by anyone and like you also sorry I'm cutting you off because I have a point that I feel like is really fitting for this dad and I've said this so many times dad was one of those people he was so opinionated and so (laughs) strong-headed but one thing about him is he could still sit down and have a respectful conversation and hear both sides. And I'm not exaggerating when I tell you, me, Raphael, Aaron, our older brother, we've all sat down with our dad about very deep and hard conversations. And a lot of the times dad would come out with a new perspective. Sometimes he might still think the same thing or he'd be like, you know what, but he'll at least have a different perspective. Yes. And that's what I like to your point of like, he didn't change his mind all the time, but he was able to see and reconcile, which is yes. differences and like whatever that lay of the land looked like. But I think you and I have that characteristic trait of you actually mostly have that one of like, that's your, one of dad's strongest character attributions, attributions? characteristics, characteristics. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That you have is that you'll sit down and hear somebody out and you do it you do it better than he did. Like you will sit there silently and just like fully <laughs> yeah, absorb. His like, ass was not silent yeah, at all. Da- we would He'd have, be like, like it could be a ten minute conversation. Face. Like it could have been a ten minute talk and it ended up being like a three hour conversation <laughs> that then would go over like four different days. And then dad would come back and be like, you know what? You're right. Like we've had racism conversations with dad. Like Raphael sat down with dad and t- said like very, very, very serious topics coming from a black man to a white man. Like it's different lives, but dad just didn't, he never lived as a Mm -hmm. black man, obviously like that just is what it is, but he was at least open to hearing Raphael's side. And then it really changed dad's outlook on a lot of things. And that's the same thing with you of like, I think a lot of people think that I've swayed your opinion. Um, but I think there's still topics that you're very opinionated on and I'm completely opposite, but we can at least have that conversation and being like, well, here's what's up and here's my side and here's my thought. And even if we walk away still standing in the same square that we're in, we had that conversation. We had the respect. We listened. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, mm-hmm, yeah. You know what? The respect. I think that that's often lost a lot. Yes. And that's kind of what, like, as I'm growing up, I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Like, I've, like, never understood, I think, of, like, what a loss of respect was or even, like, to some degree, what respect look like yeah. in different spaces by separate people, whether it be like teachers or professors or bosses, like 
those levels of respect often change. And I think I learned to kind of value it more when it was in like deeper rooted conversations is kind of where I kind of like learned about it. Cause, and then it yeah. kind of translated differently into life. But I think a lot of that is, um, upbringing and obviously like we share the same father, but we have different moms and my mom's and my mom's family's perspective was when we were old enough to have hard conversations, um, and understand like the reality of the world. My mom started talking to us like an adult. I was like 14 and she'd be like, here's what's up. Like, this is what's going down. And there's been so many times and our cousin, like, um, our cousin Savannah is very much like that. Speak to me like a human fucking being. Cause I'm a human mm-hmm. being. I'm old enough to understand. I'm old enough to absorb. You're very much like that, but you were raised in a different household where still to this day, like you and I are both still called the or like all the kids are still called the kids and we're like there's like group chats of like the the real adults (laughs) which are like the parents and then the kids and I'm like but but we're not kids like I own a fucking house I pay my goddamn mortgage I pay my taxes like let me talk about what it's really like to be an adult just because I haven't popped something out my cooter doesn't mean that I can't understand fucking math like i'm being serious like what what in that generation to be fair if it's not girl math it's not for me <laughs> if it ain't girl math and math in my mind but i'm serious when it comes to like it makes sense where and i and, and i know maybe a lot of it was to protect you guys and shield you from the brutal truths of the world but now we're we're faced with brutal truths and i feel like sometimes i know better how to maneuver around them because i i've been raised mm-hmm or I've been spoken to and like talked about real world things and now you're facing them and you're calling me like, Hey, what's up? Like, how do I get through this? I completely agree with you. I don't think I had that exposure to a certain, at a certain age. And there are pros and cons. Let me just say that. Like, I'm not saying it's right or wrong at all. No, but I think you, you weren't raised with the respect of being a human. You were protected of being a child. Yes. Um, and I think those are kind of two very, like, can be really like, I don't know. Pros and cons. Yeah. Fought over. But I think the only thing I would like to speak on that kind of aspect is just that, um, I do feel like there's been a lot of just like quick life learning of like different situations, different dynamics to figure out really recently in my life in plenty of different spaces. Um, and just kind of. I think really like the big thing that kind of came from that is like a boundary setting thing that I've been trying to figure out really intentionally. And the fact that like sometimes you let people walk over you at work and let, you know, can you do this like extra task for me? Can you cover the register? Can you do X, Y, or Z? And it's like, well, like some people are like, no, I've got to go home. I've got a kid. I've got another job. And like, granted, that's not my life. But I think to that point of just like, the boundaries that could have been um, understood, I think, as a kid and boundaries of different conversations and how to navigate them or maneuver them or whatever it might be um, were something I really just weren't taught or understood or, I don't know, maybe on my own self, just didn't understand until recently and trying to, even then, like, understanding it and then acting upon it is completely different and so I think to the pros and cons side of it it's a good and bad thing to be like oh I didn't have to worry about creating boundaries in certain spaces up to a certain time and figure out these like tougher conversations or just even more like professional or like adult conversations you can hold a conversation yeah too now I think a lot better I think definitely like you know if I was in high school working like my whatever job that was at the time and like asked to do something and just be like well yeah like let me do it when it's like I have no clue how to 
how to do this. Nor do you want to. Yeah. And and that's like learning about yourself to just understand like this is a weakness of mine and like trying to figure that out. And that's not easy to. You were also raised by dad. And dad was very much, um, like even just up until he passed, like Raphael and I were literally having conversations with him the week before about boundaries, no joke. And like, and sticking up for himself in situations that he was really, really holding on to really deeply in his heart. And it was things that have transpired over like a long period of time. And I was like, dad, like if these have been bothering you, like you need to start sticking up for yourself and speaking out loud, um, and saying that. And I think both you and our younger brother, like really followed kind of dad's footsteps because you you think of like you see the man in the household and like you kind of follow like how that goes and I think you realized you know dad loves life and loves things and like but he was hurting with a lot of stuff and I think you took the route of like I want to not hold those things in my heart until I'm 50 years old like I want to start thinking of things I want to start being intentional with my time and my energies and my boundaries Mm -hmm. um so I'm happy that you learned that, but I, I definitely think it was a situational thing. I think a lot of, I think that might be a lot of households where they kind of follow in their parent. That's all households, right? You kind of follow in like the way your parents raise you, um, pros and cons to every single parent out there, pros and cons to every single type of parent, parenting styles, gentle parenting, hard parenting, tough love, like whatever you want it to be. But I do think at a certain age, it comes to who do we want to be now? Not what do our parents mm-hmm. want us to be, but who do I want to be? And when you think of the human being that you're working to become, what steps does that look like? Write it down of like, okay, well, if I want to be at this person in a year, what does that the next 365 days look for me? It's not, it's not like, oh, I need to do all the work to become that person in a year today. It's I need to take inch by inch for the next 365 days to slowly become a better version of myself and you really really put in time and energy and focus and dedication and intention like mm-hmm. you're very strong in that suit so I'm proud of you for that and again I think you you're on you're on a very similar path mentally but you're on your own path like we're all you're on your own kid right like <laughs> T-Swift says it best but I don't know so yeah I'm, I'm glad we got to catch up you yeah. have been I did hire you on for some work just to kind of yeah. Tied some things over. I was really needing um, some help with some stuff. And you're obviously in school for exactly what I was complaining to you about. And I was like, hey, this is what I need help with. And you're like, wait, this is actually like, I didn't realize mm-hmm. like that goes on behind the scenes of a content creator and a business owner, and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, I didn't realize even what the fuck you did in school. I was like, yeah, I can know his major. But then I'm like, can you girl math it out for me? Like, I don't <laughs> understand this. So you've been helping me out and I yeah. love it. Um, I appreciate the space to be able to help. Yeah, it's fun. It's definitely... He was here yesterday. He had to come in to film. You did a podcast thing for school, right? Yeah, finally now. It's after years of case studies. How wild is that? That it's like we never thought in our wildest of dreams that like this would be our life. And like I didn't realize like a podcast studio would be something that you could even benefit from, you know? No. It's just like great how that kind of came full circle even the past like two weeks. It was like, oh, like... I don't have to sit in the dusty campus little recording space. I can go to the... I think that's literally exactly what we were just talking about, of like, we're on different paths, but the paths still intertwine. Mm -hmm. Literally right there is like a perfect example of like, Aaron is his own person going for his own job, like going for his own degree, like blah, blah, blah. But I'm able to help. There's benefits. And that's exactly where where we were going with. Mm -hmm. We're different, but we're very intertwined in the same way. So... (laughs) 
Hello, I know I have shared with you guys AG1 before, but I absolutely love it because why complicate your routine when routines are already complicated enough? My favorite part about AG1 is that it is not gritty. It's not grainy. There is no texture to it. I know that sounds very odd, but I'm a texture girly through and through, and it is my favorite thing to add to my daily waters. It's got 75 minerals, probiotic, and vitamins in it that are going to help you and your body live a better day, which is always the best thing in my opinion. I do have a code for human two listeners. I will get the code for you. You are going to go to drinkag1.com slash human two. That's drinkag1.com slash human two. And they are also including for human two listeners. You will get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five AG1 travel packs, which are absolutely phenomenal if you're on the go a lot like me. So happy drinking and I'm excited for you to check them out. No, man. Anything else? How else has life been going? Anything you want to share with? I mean, we've been really deep. (laughs) We were going to just, we were going to talk about other things. And I was like, well, I guess we just unloaded here. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, what topics haven't we covered? Or where should we go to next? I don't know. What are you thinking? I always don't want, because we didn't like debrief. Literally, I'm not kidding. Normally, like if I'm talking to someone, I'm like, hey, these are topics we're going to cover. Um, but I literally just kind of like threw you in and I was like, if I ever ask something that you don't want to talk about, I'll just be like, okay, we're God, I'm a good swimmer to go in the deep end with you. Right. I literally just (laughs) shove you off and say, good luck. Um, I don't know. What are some, what are things you're working towards? Oh, yesterday. I was just about to ask you, what are some aspirations you're going for? We literally just yesterday, (laughs) if you follow me on Instagram, you probably saw that we had a mood board day. Yeah. A couple weeks ago. Um, was it Eli that brought it up? What were we talking about when that got brought up of like doing one together? Because it was, of course, my idea of like, let's do a vision board. But we were I, talking about something spiritually, I think. I definitely probably along the lines of like a manifestation or trying to understand what that looks like. Um, I want to say we were out at dinner or something like no, that. No, we were at his apartment. Remember we came over to just do espresso martinis and yeah. champagne and we were all sitting there? I don't oh, know. Oh, you probably saw Eli's. Um, him and I made one at the beginning of the year. And oh. I think we, I don't know how we got onto that topic, but you're we supposed to do it six, you know, one year revamp them or something like that. Yeah. And we are, Eli and I did ours at the beginning of the year. So we're about nine months in-ish from when we did it, 10 months. Mm-hmm. So... So we saw Eli's and I was like, it would be really fun for all of us to do them together. So I read a lot. Like I love to read. I love to read about different things. I love to even read like religious books or like people from a religious standpoint. I love to read people from a a spiritual standpoint. I love to read fiction, nonfiction, whatever. Um, I have been reading a lot. And one of the daily journals that I do is about just restructuring your mindset about like just positive energies every single day. And something that the person had covered in the book was a lot of people have the mindset of stay quiet. Don't share your ideas. Mm. And I'm not that girl. Like I cannot hold water. Like I, I spill all fucking beans as soon as it comes in. Like, (laughs) because I'm not the person that's like, I'm going to remain quiet because this is again, what a lot of people think or like, whatever, if you want to go spiritual, like the evil eye, like if you share what you're talking about, people can put bad energies around it and then it cannot come to fruition or like their negative energies around it can take it down. Right. And I'm like, I go opposite of, I like to share what's going on. I like to 
in like, I don't know. I'm just weird. And her idea in that book was with your closest friends that you can like really trust. You can really tell your goals and aspirations to um, your hardships, like whatever the, the people that you call, like when shit's going down or when shit's going great, like those people sit in a room, share your goals and hold each other accountable for those goals. Mm-hmm. And I was like, holy shit. So when I brought it up to you guys and I, or when you guys saw, I saw that you did those, I was like, Oh my God. Like I didn't even Count realize. Me in. <laughs> yeah. So we got Savannah, we got Raphael cause Savannah's all about that. Raphael was just along for the ride. Like that, that guy did not give a single shit about doing the assignment. <laughs> Literally my husband is a football player to a fucking T. Like when you think of a stereotypical <laughs> high school football player, he's only showing up to class because one, it's pure entertainment for himself hey, to put some respect on my brother. No, he showed up. He did sh- because he had to drive <laughs> and because there you was mimosas. <laughs> No, because literally Raphael came. Like, he is the most, you cannot even lie. He's stereotypically Oh, yeah, a for sure. Player. He was looking he at his phone. He showed up because his coach told him he had to. He sits on his phone. He's for distracted second, to the class. For a second, I love him so much. But, like, I was asking, he, I gave him my email to put his pictures on this dog, and he just texted me my email. And I just, like, was looking at him for a little bit. I was like, <laughs> I was like, and I think he was doing that for like to remember it. But like I was waiting a long periodically time for him to just like put the photos in. I was just like, I was like, so did you, like, could you not? Did so you, you know what it was? He probably, this is Raphael's brain. He didn't go to his email to type in your email. He went to your text messages and then he like emailed it out or like he typed out your email and then hit send just not thinking anything of it. <laughs> and then was like, oh, he probably sat there thinking like, okay, now what? I should have just had him send the photos to me. We would have wrapped that up pretty quick. I was just sitting there and he would just be like, he's just petting the dog. I was like. Literally. And he, he, oh my gosh. And then his board, he's so funny, but I love him dearly. But no, he's literally the stereotypical football player of like, <laughs> I just show up because I was told I have to be here. My Mom won't let her, my wife won't let me go to sleep tonight if I don't come. I'll get kicked off starting lineup if I don't participate. Right. literally, <laughs> literally. Then he's there just for pure entertainment, to make fun of other people, to distract the class. Then I was getting annoyed. So then, of course, me and my husband are the one fucking couple that's, well, that's There's only like, two there. Right, like. but still, we're the ones that are like, I'm like, then he's stealing my shit. And he's like, well, I can't use yours. I'm like... Mind you, we're, whatever, we're getting way off topic. Anyway, so we did the manifestation <laughs> board. cut deep over there. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's serious. <laughs> anyway, so we like did our performance goals, or not our performance goals. God, I just went back to corporate America real fast Ooh. there. Um, we just What's your shared, quarterly meet and greet? Yeah. We shared our goals and all that fun stuff. So I don't know. I think my biggest goals for the next six months to a year and really my lifetime is I'm really huge into building community. Um, being human is the coolest experience I think we could ever have in this lifetime of being individual, all living our own paths, whether they Mm -hmm. intertwine or they're never going to intertwine, whatever the case may be. Nobody's perfect. I think it's so cool to continue to build a community, but how do I build that community? And like all the goals that I have for there of like, obviously I need to continue to build businesses. The businesses have to fund the things that I can do to continue to build community. Um, I would love to be featured in a magazine one day like I think it'd be so cool to see my I would love to model I know I've I've said that on bleep that out I haven't really Mm -hmm. shared that on human too but I would love to model for brands that I truly love like I don't want to be a runway model like I couldn't see myself doing that but being a model for like Hanes that would be such a full circle moment of like our dad was literally Hanes's number one fucking investor he literally (laughs) bought a pack of underwear like not even joking and every couple weeks I mean he wouldn't clean them so I'm sure it was weekly He wouldn't clean them. Her dad didn't like doing laundry. He was not a laundry guy. Mm -hmm. And then 
his mom and my stepmom got fed up with doing a fucking grown ass man's laundry. So we just sit there. So my dad would go buy new underwear. And then he would dry clean the rest of his clothes. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. I want to see like Hanes like analytics from like no, this seriously. one store. This one target. this one small part Card of Minnesota. Card number ending in zero, zero, Literally. Zero. Like I just want to see the spike. Right. I need to see how many he purchased in his <laughs> lifetime. But I just think that would be cool. I do want to move states. Um, I know I've talked about that a lot. What do you think about that? I guess I should throw Moving that in there. states for you. Yeah. What is your idea there? You know, scared, excited, not scared for like, oh my God, she's gone. But just like that is such a new uh, life path. I think that it's just like a whole new adventure, you know, like yeah. when you were living down in Florida and coming up every few months, it'd be like, okay, like got six more months i've got four more months until Catherine comes yeah. back and then we did like, countdowns of like when we could see each oh other. yeah the little we skype were calls siblings. we were like sending each other little letters i, I found feel, one the other day too i found a you? birthday card it's like in my i think it's in my backpack actually funny story cute um but no so we always had that to kind of look forward to I, is when you guys were coming back note, up i always feel bad for my mom because when my mom would because as unaccompanied minors they would have to walk you to your gate like not just security but they would go through security with you and walk you to your gate i would always feel bad for my mom my mom would be like okay crying she's like bye and we'd be like bye and then we'd like <laughs> run down the jetway and then when dad would take us to the airport and like he would walk us to the gate we're all like bawling we're like bye dad <laughs> like it was i felt so bad for my mom she was probably like really bitch and then i would get home from into florida and I would literally be bawling my eyes out still and I'd be like I just missed my mm-hmm. it was really sad but I'm sure my mom was probably like wow I get my kids back well my mom was like my kids don't even like me like yeah. <laughs> what is Billy doing up there no I'm just kidding okay so continue on so moving yeah yes um no it's just like a new frontier if you will for just like our lives like as yeah. young adults like coming into our own like talk, we just talked about like being who we want to be showing up and who we want to become and like the life we want to create. And that's such a fun and exciting. And it's like fear of the unknown. And I hate that term of just like fearful or scared, but like, I, cause I think it's so exciting and such like a blessing that when it comes together, it'll be right. And it'll be the meant to be in all of those facets. I'm just, I'm excited to see where that also like in li- like Same. lies with me. And like, cause me. I like in my head, I'm like, can I, can I live in a forever? state without you? Are you going to be in Minnesota forever, you think? Hell no. Get me the fuck out of here. Where do you foresee yourself? Like, where would be your perfect vision? Okay, well, that's hard. Because, like, my perfect vision is, like, a few years here and a few years there and a few I years I could see you everywhere. in New York, for sure. I think you should do New York. I I do want to do, do Texas New York, so I have somewhere you. to stay. I want to see what Texas looks like with you for, like, a little bit. You know, maybe it's visiting. You would come to Texas if we moved to, to Texas? Texas? Like, obviously, you like... You would move there. We would need to, like... I got to talk it out over here with uh, Eli. But like, he said with uh, Eli. Who the fuck is Eli? With Mans. Um, no, I would think Texas would be a fun thing to do for like a little bit. You know, uh, it's hot there, right? It's hot out there. Yeah. I'm you know that they're like, they don't believe in abortions. Over there. Yeah. They'll shoot yeah. you if you stare at them the wrong I'm way. I'm fully I'm just aware. kidding. If you're in Texas and you're watching this, I'm just kidding. I'm being funny. <laughs> Side eyes the camera. Um, yeah, I would, I think, uh, Texas would be a really fun thing to go do and just experience. And I think it kind of would really remind me of like, what do they call it? Like the hype house, but like it's the human two house the human or something like that. The human house. I don't know. I just think it'd be fun. I think it would really be like 
just a really cool experience of like going off of like out of college you live with your friends like as we lived under dad's roof well together it was like really fun as like just like friends and family and like we had like our you know young friends from our neighborhood always joining us and it was just like a really fun yeah energetic always something going on space and to that point I think it'd be really great to like build that at a different stage of our life with the new people who have come into our circle and really like have elevated us and we elevate them and trying to just be fun and have like our new community together and like share that. Yeah. Cause you know, I would love to be able to share this experience with you that I've done over here with, you know, my boyfriend or my housemates or this, but it's like, well, I was, sometimes I wish you were there. Like I would love to be able to be like, what are those experiences together? We're a very liquid group. Like we, we mesh very well and we move smoothly in new experiences. Mm-hmm. Like we're all, and that's the other thing. We're very open to new experiences. Like example, we literally did a full day of fucking mood boards and <laughs> all of us together. Like, I think that that's a very strong foundation that we have is that we can just do new things and we're open to new things and and like if you and Eli brought up a date night that we all want like a fun group date night that none of us have done before but you guys enjoy it we would all show up and like we would try it out and same like vice versa like if there's something that Raphael and I love and we want to share with you guys like you guys are always down for it so I love that about our friend group Mm because we literally are just like we're down for new adventures and I think it would be fun I think Texas is not decided wholeheartedly yet um, but I don't know. Wouldn't it be fun if you could like work with J1S or something? Oh my God. Uh, dream come true. Dream come true. <laughs> dream J1S. Actually true. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I got a college new students. No, um, and I would love just an incredibly amazing opportunity like that down in Texas and anything like that. And I think to the point of just moving, like those kind of reiterate like our life paths yeah. are a little separate. Like, you at this point in time are looking for another home, like more of like a settled down, like where can the dogs run around? Where can I really build like a life a little bit more and like put some roots down and me being like still early in my twenties, I still want, there's a lot I want to experience. I would love to live in Texas for a little bit. I would love to live in New York for a year or two. I would love to go out of the country and live in like London for a year, three or five or so. I definitely could see you being a hopper for quite a, mm-hmm. a good amount of time. I don't see you you setting roots anytime soon. I don't want... There's not really some places that I have You're really traveled guy. to that I'm a what? You're an apartment guy. Oh, yeah. I don't want a house right now. I don't... Every place I've traveled to, it hasn't been like, I could be here yeah. long term. Um, did you like Colorado? And I'm not meaning that from the perspective of what we went through, but like, did you like it as a state? I liked it when we first went, like when we were, okay. I was in high school, but I wonder if that was just kind of like the glam of it. But where were we? We were in Denver. Yeah. I can't no, say no, I would no, go no. back. When you were in high school, we went to, no, um, no, our most recent oh, yeah, time. Yeah, Denver. That was Denver. I liked it. It was just not like, see, what's funny is I could actually see you in Denver. We'll see. I might have to go Not back. like saying that you need to no. go there. I won't go there again. I don't I'm know. Like, no, that's I just... Or do you think we should face it and go and like do a weekend there? We would have to make it fun. We could do like skiing or something up there. What if we went with just the siblings? Really? Just the four of us? And we just went and like faced our demons out in Denver. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Denver. I'm being dead serious I, I right be, now. I'd be open to it. You know, I'm not going to lie. 
Because I literally, in a few the, years, the maybe. morning that it happened, if you're new here, we lost our dad in Denver on a family vacation. And I literally said to the boys, I was like, I do not give a single fuck what you guys do in your <laughs> lifetime. But if you get married, have a baby, stay in Denver for any extended period of time, do not call me. Do not ask me to come visit you. Like, I do not care what happens in Denver. I ain't coming. Okay. And now I'm like, I feel like that was a little extreme. Like, <laughs> well, I was a little emotional that morning. <laughs> I feel like maybe it would be a fun thing to do. And yeah. I, I do feel, so this is something I thought was kind of funny and this is so off topic and now I just brought it up. So the morning that our dad had passed, we, I'd scheduled and paid for all of us to go paintballing. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking maybe the day that he passes, we should go paintballing out here. Be open to the that. people that were yeah. part of it or want to take part in it. Um, I thought that was maybe a fun idea because our youngest brother, we were there celebrating his birthday and that was the one thing he wanted to do for his birthday. Now we can't really celebrate laughing, any of our birthdays. I'm laughing, but it's not funny. It's really not funny. I'm laughing, but it's not funny. It's okay. You had the pain that way. <laughs> I, I just feel bad. Like, I'm laughing because I'm like, damn. And, like, of all siblings, it would either be him or the older brother that would get that type of fucking experience of, like, nothing going their way. Sad. <laughs> it is sad. Anyways, um... <sighs> So yeah, I don't, I, I'm excited to see our future. Raphael and I have talked a lot about doing Texas for a, a couple of years, maybe five max, like really we're leaning more towards like two and then, um, probably Tennessee for a little bit. I don't know where we'll last, like end long term. Mm-hmm. I love the East coast though. And I don't even necessarily mean New York. Um, Carolinas would be so fun. No, further North, like New Hampshire. Oh, r- like I kid you not Massachusetts, New Hampshire, Connecticut to my core, like if I could have picked the exact, like, if I could have, like, geographically picked where my parents conceived me and, like, raised me, it would have been fucking the East Coast, Upper right, East Coast. So your star charts could align a little bit differently. I'm or, so dead okay. serious. Yeah, I did read into that, actually. <laughs> That's where my most success is at, actually. Okay. Just in case you were wondering. If you guys have never done your star charts. <laughs> I'll give you my co-star a, account. My I don't even God. know what a star chart is, but is it, it's called, like, an astrology map or something like that. I don't know. Anyways, like, it'll really tell you, like, based on where you were born, what time you were born, all that stuff, like, exactly what path and, like, where you're supposed to live, and you want to go where, like, most of your lines connect, and it'll tell you, like, your wealth. Oh, I have seen that. It'll tell you your wealth, your job, your relationships, your successes, and, like, you can even pick, like, if whatever you care most about, say, like, you care most about your job, like. Like, what if it's, like, a low number? It's, like, this is your highest place of success, but, like, just put me down on the domes. Well, then it's like, why limit yourself to like what this chart tells you? You got to think people work for different things. True. And like people's purpose and intentions in life are all different. Like you, you and I might want more. We want more of a robust, fulfilled heart. But some people are like, I don't fucking care about family. Like I want to be the baddest bitch and own, be the CEO of fucking the the world. (sighs) You never know. True. You never know. Like, that's what sparks their fire. And I don't mm-hmm. judge. Like, if that's mm-hmm. what sparks your fire, like, I love that for you. But you are right. Like, I, I'm very much, or even, like, um, where they say, like, oh, fuck, there's a line through it. And it said something about, like, not, like, celeb status, but, like, your most social, something like that. Literally, like, if you read into this, I, I got to find the link for it now and link it on to. Human 2. It's actually really cool. Okay. But I'm not joking. My most lines up in that massachusetts area no new york but a lot of my lines cross through a lot of those but like the most that intersect are literally in the state of new york (laughs) not exaggerating well make sure i have an apartment there for you right thank you i literally got so i just got so serious about that (laughs) 
your star charts. I don't your even know what they're called. Out again. I know. It's probably because I'm dehydrated, actually. star charts are real, man. Speaking of, okay, so now that we've just spent all of our time doing that, um, I love that you came on. I love that you were answering some questions. I think that every time that you're here and you want to partake, let's fucking do it. Last week, I talked all about like Botox fillers, cosmetic surgeries, things that I've had done. This is my first episode on I Think I'm Human 2 where I am showing my new nose. Um, Tuesday's episode, so this comes out Thursday, Tuesday's episode of Bleep That Out, Savannah and I were together, obviously, and well, not obviously if you're new here, Savannah and I have a podcast as well, and it's called Bleep That Out, and my new nose was featured in that, but if you're watching this one, this is my new nose on this one, okay? I did post a questionnaire of anyone that had any questions for this week of like, on from last week's episode, Botox, filler, whatever the hell you want to talk about, so let me just answer a couple questions. I'm going to try and keep it hot. They're not a lot, which is really nice, because normally most weeks I have a shit ton of questions, um, And I feel bad that I can't get to every one of them. So I'm going to try and rapid fire some of these. How painful was my breast reduction? I did have a breast reduction. I was told that it would be um, a very, very painful surgery. But the one thing my doctor said to me is that since I was so petite, I'm only 32 around. um, He said, since I was so petite, I didn't have to have the drains or anything like that. I honestly thought it was the easiest surgery I've ever, well, I've only been through two. I know, sorry, you're probably like, No, I mean, like, that wasn't like, severe it was so easy to a fucking machine all the rest of your no literally it was so easy I had to take two weeks off and I ended up taking the full two weeks off and two days later my mom was in Florida when I got my surgery done she was visiting friends and family or whatever I don't know why she was down there but two days into my surgery I was like fuck this shit I'm bored I literally went to visit my mom because that was how (laughs) bored I literally got (laughs) on a flight to Florida and I've spent the rest of my two weeks of healing in Florida that's how not hard it was but I have heard where a lot of other people say it sucks. The one thing it's weird is like when you first get them done, they're not setting in like the normal cup shape, like a, a C at the bottom. It's literally like a straight line. So your tits look like triangles for months. They say just let gravity settle them. And, and that is true. So um, just be aware that if you are going in for a breast reduction, um, it'll be it'll be a new or any sort of surgery like it's not going to look exactly how it's supposed to be even like my nose right now people are making fun of me online for my nose and I'm like I get that it doesn't look like what it's supposed to look like but I've also said a million times that it takes up to a year which I was fully prepared for so um do you think 21 is too young to start should I let my face be and see how it changes yes and no I think um there's certain things that at 21, I really wanted Botox and I actually should have gotten Botox at 21 because my forehead lines were already so deep. I was no longer in my preventative stage versus Aaron has no lines. He has movement in his forehead, but he has no lines in his forehead and you're older than 21. So Mm -hmm. I would suggest for you, no. So it's situational. I think you go sit with a cosmetic injector and just say like, even just set up a consultation time because they do do those. You can set up a consult and just be like, Hey, this is like what I'm looking for. I don't suggest face or, um, Instagram messaging people because now that I know Savannah's side of things, I think that's kind of unprofessional and tacky for them to be quoting you via DMs of like, Oh yeah, well I could do some Botox here, but it's like, they're not going to know until they see you in person. So schedule the consult, um, talk to them and just say like, Hey, like I, this is my problem. This is what I'm looking for. Can you help that? Like, what does my long term of this look like? How often do I need to come in? What's the maintenance for it? That kind of stuff. So I think just go sit with somebody and really find, and like, if they're pushing you to do the procedure immediately or the injections, whatever, 
I think maybe test out some other surgeon or um, injectors in your area and see what they say because I don't know. I, I would feel weird if they're selling you right away and they're like, hey, yeah, let's get your lips done today or let's let's load you up with 100 units of Botox now. Like that's that's a little extreme. They're going for a check at that point. Right. And you don't want to be seeing them as a provider. Um, I started getting work done at 23 and it was because I, I explained in my last episode of why I started doing work at 23 and it was because it was free to me. So let's start there. But I would have, if I could have afforded it earlier on, I would have started it earlier on. Um, someone was asking like the before and afters, my breast reduction size wise beforehand, I was a triple F and I could not find anything in stores that would fit me again. I was 32 around like triple F. They took over four pounds out of each side. So I lost eight pounds. It was the best eight pound surgery loss I've ever had. Um, and when I came out, I was sitting at like a B cup, a high, uh, high B cup, low C cup, depending on what you want to call it. And you do gain weight there. So if you're naturally gaining weight in your breasts in general, that was my problem is I would gain weight there. And then when I would lose weight, I couldn't lose it there. So I was just sitting with some big old honkers for no reason. I'm sorry you're having to listen to this. Um, But I was just sitting there with a lot of back pain, a lot of collarbone pain. And um, and now I'm probably now when I lose weight, I can lose weight there, which is very odd. So I don't know. But when I gain weight, I gain weight there. So I went, I've been between my surgery, I've been a, like a B to a D, a D to a C, a C to a B. Like I've been all over the place. It depends on where I'm at weight wise. But um, if you could go back, what lip enhancements would you do for your wedding? I would have gone natural, but bigger. Um, I, at the time I had to dissolve and then I had to, I think we put in like half a syringe. I would have built, I would have, if like, if I knew I was getting engaged or if I knew I was getting married, I would have started doing like lip maintenance before my wedding for like earlier than I did. If, I, don't, I don't know. Is that making sense? Like I did it a couple months before my wedding and it wasn't enough time to fully dissolve, do a half syringe, wait a couple months, do another half a syringe. I literally dissolved and I could only do a half syringe. So when I look back at my wedding photos, my lips are kind of little. They're very natural to my face, which I like, but I would have gone a little bit bigger, but I didn't have the time to. So if I could go back and I knew ahead of time, like I should have dissolved right when we got engaged and then like built my lips back up, I would have done that. But it is what it is and that's life. And if anything, I actually like that I look the most natural to what my face actually was. At that point, I didn't have any filler um, other than a little bit in my lips and I only had Botox. Now I've obviously explained in my last episode all the stuff that I've had done. But um, advice for surgeries, I'm terrified of getting put to sleep for it. And I think that's one of the last one I'm going to Oh, no, there's one more that I'm going to answer after this advice for getting surgery. I think it's scary. I wanted to touch on this because Savannah and I talked about this in the bleep that out episode. When you're going in for a life saving medical surgery, like you get in a car accident, you don't know, they put you under, you get out of surgery. You're like, thank fucking God I'm alive. Like thankful for the medical professionals, thankful for the doc, like thankful for all the situations. But when you go under the knife willingly, you come out with a different mindset of like, obviously you're thankful you made it out, but it is taxing on your mental health because again, like Savannah and I said in last episode on bleep that out, you sit around being like one right now I'm in the mindset of like, my nose is not what I want it to look like. And I'm struggling with that because I'm struggling even looking at myself. Knowing, I know in my head that like, or I knew in my head before I went under that this is what it 
was going to be is a long process and I was willing for it, like willing and able to do it. Obviously that's why I did it. But now I'm like, damn, like it really, it really is a long process. You're going to have to look at yourself and be like, I'm not feeling my best, but it is what it is. I still have to go on camera. Like I still got to go to work. I still got to be a person. Like it is what it is. Not only that, but your body's going through a lot. Like they put you under, you're on medications, you're on antibiotics, you're not able to eat, you're not able to sleep. Like I can't fall asleep in like till two in the morning now. And that is not like me. Like I'm in bed by eight o'clock, like ready to go to bed at eight o'clock every day. Like, and I could not sleep. So there's a lot of things going on. So be mentally prepared. And they do say you want to go into surgery being in a good mindset and a good mental space. So if you're going through a really depressive episode, if you're going through a really anxious state in your life, if you're fighting with your boyfriend or like your husband and you are completely arguing, like you're going to come out in a, you really need a good solid foundation to stand on because it's a lot on your mental health. Um, and I don't want to scare you from doing it because in a couple months, I'm going to look back and I'm going to be so thankful I did it. I'm years past having a breast reduction and I'm so fucking thankful I did it. I don't look at what the pain was. I don't look at the recovery time. I don't look at anything other than I'm just so thankful I did it. So it's really, I just say, go in with the best intentions, go in with the best mind space that you can and do it. Honestly, the best, it's the best sleep of your life. I can't even lie. So it's not, I don't know. And they do this every day. Like how many people die on the table? Like it's so, so fucking rare that I'm just like, cause that's my biggest thing is I was terrified of like, I just want to make it all alive. Like I just want to wake up. And then my next thing was, and I pray to God, they don't fucking botch it. If I do wake up, like, <laughs> You know what I mean? Like that was literally yeah. my mindset. Okay. One last thing. How was the fat buster shot in your double chin? Was it painful? So I s- spoke about this again, last episode, I got Kybella in my double chin. I didn't really realize how much weight I ho- held there. And Savannah was pinching my chin one day and she was like, yeah, this is definitely some excess fat that like you probably won't lose unless you were like extremely, basically like anorexic and like your body was grabbing for any fat that they can get to eat off of. Um, so I did Kybella Honestly, I, I don't know 110%, so do not quote me on this, but I think they mix it with something that makes it less painful. I want to say they mix it with lidocaine. I don't know, and again, I'm not a medical professional, but if you can find... Actually, let me not give advice because I don't know 100% <laughs> if that was what happened. I think they did. I'm almost positive she did. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, it is painful. Yes, it's a burning sensation, the shitty part is, is for up to eight weeks, eight weeks is a very long time. You are going to look like a, um, what's that from Finding Nemo with the gullet, like the bird with the big ass. Like a pelican? Yes. No or... fucking joke. They say you look like a pelican or a toad because <laughs> oh, what it's doing fun. is the, the, the Kybella is going in and it's starting to separate, like break down your fat cells. But to do that, it can't eat it at a whole. Like it literally has to break it down. So you gain a shit ton. Oh, probably just like fall off of like where yes. it's held on to. And then yes. it's kind of like in dispense. And then it eats it. Yes. So for a, quite a few weeks, you look really tough and you're also extremely numb there. Like you can't feel much. You have no feeling now. And I was scared because Savannah warned me about all that. But then I was like, it was weeks on end where I couldn't feel. I had no sensation there. I could touch it and I could feel that I was touching myself, but there was no feeling. It was very weird. You could weird. feel it in your palms rather than feel it on your neck. Yeah. And it felt like you were touching like something numb. It was weird. Same with my nose right now. Like that's like, I can feel myself touching my nose, but like it's completely numb, but it's like that sensation of numb, whatever. It was scary. So, but I knew ahead of time Savannah warned me about all that stuff. And then now like I, they say that you, you can't really 
get or you can't grow that fat back. So they say to get rid of your entire double chin. Most people take up to three sessions of Kybella. They do Kybella everywhere. Like they can do it on your stomach. If there's like love handles, you can't get rid of. Mm. If there's inner fat on your thighs, they don't advise to do some some areas of your body because they're like certain areas of your body could become. Um, they just won't handle whatever. Talk to your medical professional and provider for that. But I would 1,010% do that again. I did not realize how much of, like, how much fat I just had chilling on my chin, and I didn't realize it. But I think it's helped because, especially if you're going in and you're getting your jaw done and you're getting your temples done and you're getting your cheeks done, everything's lifting, but you're still drawn here to the chin because there's fat. And once that's gone, like, and that's, it's not bad to have that. Like, do not sit here and let me tell you guys, like, you need any of this, but when I was doing filler and I was still like, damn, I just like, I had a lot of weight on my chin. And then when I got rid of it, my jawline looked like I had a really nice jawline. My cheeks popped more because your eyes go to the highlight points versus the low light points. And I would 1000% do it again. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on filler, Botox, all that fun stuff? I definitely think it's situational person mm-hmm. to person. I do have my own that I do want to get done in time. I do know it's like in a very expensive and like kind of it's a luxury service. Yes. And kind of difficult process on your body just to like randomly throw in there once a day. I have had thanks to Savannah. I had a little bit of lip filler and that I think is what is it called? Dissolved by now. That was in like, no, you still got January. Some. No, really? it's up to two years. Oh, I didn't know that. You can tell you still got a little, like not like the average person would not be able to know, but you, cause I know what your natural Mm -hmm. lips do look like. Your bridge still sits higher up than it used to. Yeah. Well then I guess I need more. I guess I need more. (laughs) Um, no, I definitely think it kind of is like a two way streak of like, just kind of for that one singular minimal thing I had, I went in thinking like, Oh, this is going to be so fun. Like, I'm going to have the results. I'm expecting like that, like snap of your hand. And I got out of the thing and I was just kind of like, what can you take do? it out? Like, yeah. I was terrified. You were swollen right away. Yes. I was like, yeah. Can, it what good, is it, I like thought. Kardashian challenge or whatever? With yeah. Like, shot glass. So I would have to say like, definitely be prepared. Um, honestly, like it's your, like, who am I to judge? It's your body, your choice. Like, right. do whatever the hell you want. Like, I'm not going to be here being like, oh, you can do this. I also have no scientific back, like, background to be like, well, actually, this is going to, yeah. this is going to mess up your forehead even more. Like, yeah. this is going to, you're going to regret this in 10 years. Like, I know none of that. This in 10 years. You know, I think it's kind of really restrictive when, like, partners or whoever, like, not saying this is any of our space, but are kind of, like, either, like, overly for it or overly against it i kind of like i'm like "Eh, like." i think it should just be what you want to do yeah Yeah, i think the guys that are like no you need that done i'm like oh red flag well yeah it's just like you look so much better with like this this or this did i ever tell you that somebody said that about one of my girlfriends that you know no yeah i'll tell you like (gasps) i'll say the name afterwards but yeah her ex-boyfriend was like you need this this and this done to be pretty yeah, dead serious. Well, first of all, what kind of man knows what the That's hell that shit is? Sounds like right. you've got to... He literally was like, I'll pay for it. I was oh, like, okay. okay. Um, anyways, I love that you have had something done because from a male's perspective, I think that a lot of times men think, oh, they don't get stuff done. And I think you should. I mean, well, if it makes I you feel better. stigma already. Yeah. Like, even back it up even further, going to get like a manicure 
or something. Just get your nails cleaned up. Like, the way that that's yeah. stigmatized, even in men's salons. And then, like, furthermore to, like, yes, more, like, invasive, if you want to say, like, procedures. But, like, I I think it's interesting. I think that, like, everyone has that access to a certain degree. Like, if you work toward it, put that energy into it, whatever. But I really think it's, like, probably a lot of more men, like, go through it than is realized. Yeah. Like, I think if it's such a confidence booster too, I don't realize, or I don't think a lot of men realize that if there are things that you don't like about yourself, that's okay. Like you can go get them fixed and cleanliness too. Like exactly what you just said. Like you wake up and you brush your teeth every morning, you style your hair every morning. Like why would you want to go get your nails cleaned Mm -hmm. up? Or like your feet are literally crusting (laughs) off. Like go get a fucking pedicure. Like it's okay. Like it's not... Raphael gets a pedicure yeah. every month. And I love that because I love that he's just like, yeah, like I need this. Like, what, like, why is this not manly? Who cares? Like, it's not manly or womanly. It's humanly. Like, mm-hmm. if you want to go clean your body up or um, Raphael had gotten some Botox in his forehead because his crease lines were getting were, yeah. very prominent and they like they're permanent even with his botox like you can still kind of see them he's still he's like he said to them he's like i still or he said to savannah he's like i still want a little movement like i don't want people to be able to tell and i did just call him out for that so <laughs> i'm not bound by hipaa i'm bound by wife um, <laughs> and the wife duty says that i can tell him anything no i'm just kidding i don't share all his beans but no he got a little botox in He's actually really liked it. Mm-hmm. And he's actually now more understanding to when I get stuff done. And now he's like, I, I want a little more Botox. That. I think you have to like dip your toe in to yeah. kind of understand and like fully become like immersed into like what that means. Cause you like, once you're always seeing it on another person, you can't really like take that onto yourself and be like, huh? Yeah. Until you get like, even like, I don't know how much a unit or like the smallest amount to like, critique you know your pain points or it also goes back to the conversation where we had a little bit earlier of like our friend group is so open to doing different Mm -hmm. things and testing new things and and I'm very thankful for my husband for being that way because when you look at him and you knew nothing about him all you knew is from his physique a lot of people would think that he like he would get judged stereotypically of being like that hard-headed like I'm a man's man. And like, Raphael's like, I'm down to do whatever. Like, I don't care. Like he'll go do a spa day with me if I want. Like it's not to him. It's not about, we literally have done couples massage days and like retreat days. He's not about like, Oh, does a man or a woman do this? He's just more like, well, why do women do this? And like, they do it regularly. So there's gotta Mm -hmm. be a reason for it. Um, I don't know. I think it's very, like if a man goes to a massage, like, like if you get a massage to loosen your muscles cause you work a construction job and like your back hurts all the time, what, what hurt does it do to just get a facial while you're there or get a scalp massage? Like what women, I don't know. I just think it's odd or get a manicure while you're mm-hmm. there stuff like that. So I think we're going to wrap this episode up. This has been the longest episode I've ever done. And we've literally just been going the entire time. Yeah. So this I just like love a it. part two to like Botox and work, but it also is like, yeah, this was completely two different Barely episodes. Barely that. Yeah, <laughs> which I love. That was fine because we didn't have too many episodes or too many questions to get through. But And I love that your perspective. I almost wish that yeah. I would have scheduled the time to do this with you one-on-one and like do a whole podcast episode on it. But I think it's a fun little intro to the people that are listening. And mm. if they want more, they can ask more. I know yeah, you and I sure. used to do episodes together way more often. Or not way more often, but we did a couple together. Yeah, and it was very like... Yeah, the intent and then life kind of got we difficult. Were, we were also in a very 
vulnerable space. Yes. And like, we didn't know how to handle the things that we were talking to each other about. And like at that time, like people were asking like, Oh, well, how do you handle this? And like, we weren't ready to talk about death yet. We weren't ready to talk about the grieving process. Still barely can't do it. So I mean, no, you can, you're way better now. But then like, like, we would skip over those questions. So I'd be like, how are you doing mentally? And Aaron would be like, hey, hey, hey. and I'd be like, same, literally same. Like, that's it. But so yeah, thank you guys for listening. We will be back next week. I actually have my first time guest coming to the studio that is not blood related, not family, not friends, not marriage. Um, and I'm very excited to. I'm excited for you. I know. I, I can't, can't wait. wait. So she's going to come. We're going to hang out. We're going to chat about some of her life. She is a Minnesota influencer, which I think is so freaking cool. Funny story, full circle story with her. And I, I promise I'm going to wrap this up. She... Um, also does makeup on the side. So there's a couple clues for you guys there. And when I was planning my wedding, before I even knew who she even was, people on my page were sending me her to use her as a um, makeup artist for our wedding, which was years ago. So was she the real like makeup artist at your wedding? No. Okay. Never mind. I didn't mind. end up using her. That's like, how I found her. Gotcha. Cause gotcha, I went to her page. I was like, Holy shit. She has a ton of followers. And then I found out like she does makeup kind of as a part-time Heard. gig. And, um, Actually, she will not be doing it next year, which is kind of fun. But, like, she's taking a time off to be with her family and stuff. But she's a mom. She's local to Minnesota, born and raised. I am so excited to get her on. She's got so many cool life experiences. Um, Good, bad, ugly. But she is real and so open, so vulnerable, so raw on her page. And that's my favorite part about pretty much everyone that I have on here is that I want them to just be themselves and be open and honest about the things they go through. Um, And I think she's got a lot of touch points. So, I'm excited to have her on. So we stay tuned. We will have her next week. Yeah. Goodbye. Bye, y'all.